0: So I got cause you ain't gonna let up. Brandon Burlsworth was one of those rare football players who went from walk on to all American. After being selected in the third round of the NFL draft, Brandon was involved in a car accident that took his life. Brandon's older brother, Marty, has since done everything he can to honor his younger brother. The movie Greater came out in 2016 about Brandon Burlsworth. And there's a college trophy given out each year to the best college football player whose career started out as a walk-on. Two of those recipients include former Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield and former Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett.
1: Well, I always think of whenever we're speaking to maybe youth groups, Vicki and I, my wife and I, speaking to whether it's a school or a church or what, what have you that uh, Brandon was just like any other little boy growing up I mean uh, and, uh, and he certainly wasn't uh, gifted in any way early on that you could tell certainly not athletically uh, academically uh, probably not but uh, athletically he uh, you just didn't see much promise at all and uh, but as you know he was just a normal little kid growing up clumsy and you know awkward and you know unsure of himself and not a lot of confidence at all and uh and he's he got a little older and i'd have him working out with our our coach baseball like babe ruth league for for years and he'd want to come out and and uh you know shag fly balls and so i'd bring him out to practice with the boys that were older than him and we'd always run sprints at the end that's one reason i really wanted him there because i wanted him to run some more and, and uh he's a little chunky kid and uh i just trying to get him in better shape but and then as he got he got older he got up into my league and i had been coaching that league for years before he ever got there he really uh he really made some changes not and i take no credit at all for any of that you know he's either going to do it or he wasn't but he he worked real hard lost you know, lost some weight, really got in good shape and, and was not a good player to become uh, coming in. But by the time he, uh, by, well within one year, he was the best 14-year-old pitcher we had on the All-Star team. And, of course, then you know, he's a 15-year-old as well, All-Star, and, and uh, just made dramatic changes. And But as a little boy, you, you did not see a future All-American football player. That is for certain.
0: Marty, what was family life like? Uh, you, I'm assuming, by time he was born, uh, were either just about ready to leave home or had already left home. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong on that, and, and talk about what home life would have been like for him as a child.
1: Right. He was born in September when I was 15. I turned 16 in November. But I, uh, I can remember having a baby in the house. That was that was a strange thing for a 15 year old boy. You know, at that age, you're 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 trying to be cool, and you, you don't want to have a baby around. But I, it was you know going anywhere with you. But uh, it was definitely different. Uh, I was a sophomore in high school, so no, I was I was I was there at home with him for two or three years, and uh, but it was uh, it was. You know an odd thing for uh, you know for, for a baby to be in the house, definitely since here I am 15 and now there's a newborn.
0: Was it just the two of you
1: uh, in- No that we, we actually have a- another brother uh, that's three years younger than me. He'd moved away a few years ago or several years ago now and and wasn't around just a whole lot uh, as Brandon got older.
0: So what about uh, a spiritual life in the household? Because uh, were, were mom and dad still together uh, for a, a time after he was born?
1: It was, I, my parents were together when he was born, and I believe, I know we, uh, when when he was around two, they were still together, but about the time I think, well, when I was a senior in high school, you know, they they divorced, and they had been divorced earlier, I mean, years earlier, when I was like six years old and remarried shortly thereafter. And, uh, but I, I can say that my grandparents, we were very close to, uh, our grandparents, our, our mother's parents, and, uh, you know, they were always, uh, always in church, and, and mom, mom was too, but we probably weren't as steady as we should be or, or, uh, you know, committed as, as, as we should be. But we, we knew right and wrong, and we were raised, you know, by mom to, to, uh, Know that no right and wrong, and you know, and, and always trying to uh, to do to do the right thing. Dad, when he was uh, still at the house, I don't recall. I mean, I do recall a short period of time he he would come to church with us, but not very often. So it was it was mainly mom.
0: When you watch the movie, uh, it depicts, and you mentioned uh, uh, that Brandon wasn't you know physically a specimen, at a younger age, but it, it seemed like there was something. He always wanted to play football at Arkansas, but he really wasn't putting the effort in to become a better football player until uh, something turned and maybe it was a certain coach uh, that got him to think differently about uh, what he needed to do to become that kind of player.
1: Yeah, that's a a really good way to put it because I think you nailed it right there. The the way in the movie it's depicted, uh, they did a great job on that uh as far as uh one thing my wife and i always joke that we were back in those days uh you know we're newlyweds and we were great parents we didn't have any kids of our own but we could tell other people how to raise theirs we felt like we knew everything (laughs) we've learned a lot since then but uh I would, uh, you know, I was always like, Brandon, you know, get off the couch, man, let's, you know, let's, and he didn't care to go out and play ball or throw the ball and all this, you know, things like that, but was not the most coachable kid as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old? He got, he grew more in, into that. He played football, played baseball. Baseball was really his, that was my sport, and and we were, you know, Right down to the end, uh, uh, he's senior in college. He, he'd come in, and we'd be out in front the front yard throwing baseball. I mean, we always did that. But uh, he was uh, he, he was a decent junior high player. Okay, not great at all. Uh, didn't play a lot as a sophomore. stood stood on the sideline on Friday nights. Played JV on Monday nights. Between that sophomore year and the junior year, he grew. A lot. Uh, I remember this was back before coaches would have their players in all summer long, you know, for off-season training. There wasn't any such thing as that back then. This had been in uh, 92, around 92, 1992. And uh, I remember his high school coach, Tommy Tice, asking me after they got back for two days, said, what have you been feeding that boy? He's grown about four inches over the summer. Now, I, did, I didn't see it because I was with him most all the time and uh didn't 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 realize it but he'd grown a lot and so he had a big growth spurt uh between that sophomore then the summer of the sophomore junior year and uh I think he really saw maybe what his future could be if he would put in the work and he coached Tommy Tice uh one of Brandon's favorite coaches ever and uh he would tell him said if you were willing to put in the work, you know, you can you can be a lot better player than you are right now, Brandon just took to that and really dedicated himself to only playing football didn't play baseball anymore didn't do anything else other than than football that just really really hit that hit the weight room all the time, ran all the time worked all you know all year long uh so when football season came around, you know he was ready to go and by his junior year, he was splitting time with a senior uh on the offensive offensive side of the ball by his senior year. Uh by this he's his senior year he turned seventeen in September, so he was in school a year early. Uh so he graduated seventeen years old, but he had a he was all conference, all state uh senior year, played almost every down of every play on both sides of the ball. But uh Coach Stice had a lot to do, a great deal to do with uh Brandon really uh, striving to uh be the best he could be, and uh, Brandon himself just, you know, strong faith and also was willing to put in the work, you know, to accomplish his goals.
0: So i got to ask you about uh, going to Arkansas. I know that, uh, you know, he always wanted to go there. By the time he was a senior and all those uh, accolades came in and there was no offer from Arkansas, there were offers from other schools, but were they all uh, uh, non-Power 5 schools at the time?
1: They were they were they were Division Two what we called back then not too long ago it's still called that but they were Division Two schools uh, here in the state of uh, Arkansas and uh, good schools good coaches was actually being recruited I can remember we did get a letter now who knows what would have came of it but we got a letter early on from uh, the uh, from Army you know the Academy West Point and. Uh, I was excited about that. Brandon was excited about that, and my mother asked, "Where's that at?" And I said, "New York." And she said, "Well, that he's not going there." So that stopped <laughs> right there. That went no further. I said, "Okay," but uh, in, our, in the state of Arkansas, anyone that's lived here, they know there's there's only w- one team, and that's the Razorbacks. I mean, there's other good teams around the state, but the Razorbacks dominate the state, and that's due to all the work Coach. Bro- did years and years ago, back when he first became head coach at Arkansas, every boy growing up in this state, myself included, did not have the ability, knew that early on, but every boy in this state that's uh, into athletics, they want to be a Razorback, and for most all of them, that's just a dream, and and I can't say there weren't doubters even in our hometown when Brandon decided to take the course that, that he did, which was to walk on. At the University of Arkansas, instead of accepting uh, the uh, scholarship offers, we we took recruiting visits. I it, I called uh, the university, and they said, "Yeah, come over." They didn't call us uh, and take a recruiting visit. And as soon as we we'd been to some games, but as soon as we got behind the scenes in the locker room, in the training room, and you know showed around on that recruiting visit, I could just see on his face. This is this is going to be it right here. Uh, still, listen to the smaller Division One schools, and, and, and uh, but he just wanted to he wanted to go go big, and he felt like he could do it.
0: When you watch the movie, um, it's funny because there are moments that remind you of the another football movie, Rudy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, cause you start to root for Brandon you know, in, in the movie Greater. So when he gets to Arkansas, um, the movie depicts a a uh, a kind of Christ-focused uh, uh, young man in in Brandon. And, and so I got to ask, I'm not trying to expose anything here, but, you know, did the movie get that right? Was he kind of uber Christ-focused and didn't go do a lot of the things other guys were doing because he had this mission in mind to become a... A starter at Arkansas, and plus he he kind of uh, his faith kind of caught fire.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because the movie got it got that exactly right. And you know, shortly after Brandon's accident in 1999, we started getting calls from uh... Hollywood producers in Hollywood and talking about doing a movie. You know, wanted to look into doing a movie, getting the rights to do a movie. And to everyone I talked with uh, in L.A., my question was, how much input will the family have? And they were nice enough to be honest and said, you won't have any. said, we've got to make a good movie. I didn't like that. I didn't know exactly what that would mean, but I felt like maybe his faith would not be as strong, in uh, or maybe not there at all, I don't know. But we were approached by... Uh, that uh, from Fayetteville that uh, wanted to felt like you need to make a, that Brandon deserved a movie as he put it and, and he had never had any experience in that at all but was willing to put in the work his own money to make it happen and he said and he said and we will not take his faith out of it if you do that it wouldn't be Brandon and, and that's exactly right so but yeah Brandon really as a walk-on and, and having to you know, lose weight and, and put in all the extra work, it'd be extremely tough. I don't know how anyone would do that.
0: Well, he obviously had some deep resolve, and uh, it, was, it was enough of that to uh, become a starter, get a scholarship, become an All-American. He also uh, was an all-SEC academic honor roll guy and, and ended up, which I thought was interesting, I don't know that we saw that in the movie, uh, but uh, he got his master's degree uh, mm-hmm. before he ended up uh, uh, before he ended his playing days at Arkansas. And so, uh, boy, what a what a great achievement off the field uh, for Brandon. Let alone what he did on the field.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he got uh, the first Razorback ever to get a master's degree and still have a game to play. <laughs> uh, so you know, we had the Citrus Bowl coming up. He finished up. That, you know the the uh, fall semester in december and uh but the way the way he accomplished that you know people say well how how did he do that well he he never came home when he was over there uh for five years uh had a red shirt year and then played four years but uh, every summer he would he would have a job either on campus normally he's on campus doing something either painting the steps on the football stadium or working on the baseball stadium or helping set up for summer camps in the dorm rooms but he would he would be over there so he'd take you know a full load of classes as much as he could be in the weight room Mm -hmm. and and work there on campus and so that's how it's done you know you just don't i mean he'd be home on the weekends and he'd have more free time in the summer than he would have you know during school year football season especially but uh once he was once he got on campus it was on and that's that's uh that's how he managed it he didn't he didn't uh just didn't want that or didn't want to take that time off it mm-hmm. was, he was going to grind it out and, and get done and therefore be able to concentrate uh after the bowl game just on you know preparing for nfl combine and and the draft
0: speaking of the combine
1: uh man uh, he, he blew it out of the water there didn't mm-hmm. he Oh, absolutely Something that's not known by many uh, is I was actually his NFL agent. Uh, we'd interviewed, gosh, I don't know how many I would interviewed, or I had interviewed. He'd, he he wanted me to take the phone call, so i we had a lot of agents come into uh, our hometown and interview, and he and I talked about it, and we'd discuss it and all this, and he's like, why don't we just do it ourselves? And, and so and that, that was not easy, so I... Uh, it was about a year process of uh, becoming an NFL agent, going through all the certification and all the testing and and all the hoops you've got to jump through. To, you, you can't just say, I'm going to be an agent. You've got to go through their system. And I was in a room full of attorneys uh, and other professionals and uh, taking this test finally at the end, and Brandon had gone with me because it's in uh, Washington, D.C., and he said, I want to go because he, he – while well, I was – Doing all that, he was going to the Smithsonian and the Senate and having a, having a good time. So we 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 had we had a good good trip there. But at the combine, I can remember because I was there. You, at that time, you couldn't go in. No one could go in. Once once I got him delivered, uh, I didn't see him for about three days. But uh, I knew he had done well because uh, we're walking through the lobby of the hotel and several people congratulating him i didn't say anything we're walking outside and i'm look at him i said what'd you run 488 awesome <laughs> we're not, we're not going to run again at, at home when we do our nfl uh, uh workouts i said that's uh that'll be plenty good enough so yeah that was fantastic but he worked on that and he worked uh really hard in the you know that semester on working on his speed and uh you know, lifting the weights and working on the drills. So he he had a really good combine, and he he had a really good senior bowl also in Mobile.
0: Marty, tell us about uh, draft day uh, for Brandon in 1999. Uh, What were the expectations that day?
1: Well, I had talked to – I mean, I I learned a lot from a lot of these agents I talked to, and just like, you know, making phone calls, talking to teams, you know. And if we would have, if Brandon would have needed um, a favor, I guess you could say, you know, someone on the team to do him a favor. Some of these agents had, you know, connections there. We would probably would have, would have hired uh, another agent, but but he didn't. He put in the work and and draft day itself. When you're leading up to that, I, when I had talked to all the teams, it was it was looking that he would probably be the first or second guard taken looking like he was going to go to the New York Jets I talked to two or three New York newspapers or radio stations leading up to the draft uh, just getting my take on it and uh, and then talked to Indianapolis Colts, talk to their off I talked to most of the team's offensive line coaches just getting their feedback what they think about him and you know just kind of running the running the route the way I thought I should and uh, I know what the Indianapolis coach Howard Mudd he said, well, I don't know, quote, I don't know why you're calling me. He said, he's a first-round draft pick, and we're not going to get a pick that high uh, for offense. So, I'm uh, well, great. You know, I, I don't I really not heard that from anyone else, but we are hearing second round, maybe third. And uh, so when draft day came, it's so weird. You, you know, basically, and I, and I feel for every family out there every year when I watch the draft that is grueling Uh, I know it was on me and I really know it was on Brandon I've watched film recently uh, that was we had actually we had two TV stations in our living room that were one was filming for CBS and another was a a station out of Springfield Missouri but they were filming uh, CBS was filming for a piece that was going around on opening weekend of the NFL season coming NFL season but every, every pick that's made you're just on like pins and needles like oh that player went that player went you know but even in the first part of the first round it seemed like as the draft went on you're thinking okay waiting for the phone to ring waiting for the phone to ring waiting for the phone to ring and and uh, then it rings and the uh, tv cameras you know crank up and then it's maybe my wife's sister-in-law <laughs> uh, and then you know then it's my uncle you know things like that so that went on went on and went on and um uh, very interesting day people dropping in and out at one, at one point when my, when my uncle was over there uh brandon's got wireless mics on him but my uncle said i gotta go to the hardware store once you go with me he gets in my uncle's truck and they go to the hardware store <laughs> kansas city's about to pick and i'm thinking well, what they pick right now you know because i talked to them a lot and i uh, there was a shot that we'd go to kansas city so anyway he got back another phone call comes in from another another team and they're talking with him and uh asking questions, you know, about how the weather is, and he's kind of looking at me like, why are they asking that? And then the, I had two phone lines set up specifically for this reason, and it turned out that <laughs> it was a good thing. Uh, the other phone rang, uh, and it was the Colts, and they were in a, uh, I guess you could say they were pretty frantic set. They talked to Brandon, we're going to pick him right now. <laughs> so I had to hand the phone off. And uh, I've watched the film. Brandon said, "Hey, Coach, let me. I'm gonna put my brother on. I've got another call here. Be right back." Or anyway, Coach on the other line that was talking to Brandon about the weather and other things said, uh, "Marty, who is it?" He didn't want chit chat. He said, "Marty, who is it?" I said, uh, "It's the Colts." He goes, "Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. Good luck." And that that was the end of that. They had the next pick after the Colts. Okay. So they were blocking the line. <laughs> so isn't it funny, that kind of stuff that I mean, mm-hmm. most people don't know, but that uh, that that happens, and luckily we were prepared. But it was it's a grueling day, I can say that. Grueling. Yeah.
0: So it wasn't long, though, after that, um, picked third round number 63 overall in the 1999 NFL draft. That, that fateful day would come on April 28th uh, in 1999 um, where – uh, the 22-year-old would be coming from a workout, uh, I guess, back home and uh, would die in an, in an auto accident. Uh, I know you know exactly where you were when you got word uh, that that there was an issue, whether or not you knew he had perished or not. I don't know, but tell us
1: about that. Right, right. And in the movie, it, it looks a little different, but the the message is I mean the story's the same. Uh, he had been to mini camp uh, just days before with the Colts. So and he was they'd already told him said you're you're the starting guard you're starting right guard. So he knew all of that getting getting ready for that. He's coming back home uh, to take my mom to church actually. So uh, he was late getting in. And back in, though, uh, when he was, if he was late getting in, uh, I mean, my my demeanor's not the same at all anymore after this, but uh, we didn't think anything about it. We didn't think anything about it at all. Wasn't worried at all that he wasn't in yet, so I'm driving a street above uh, my mother's house going home. I'm going home. I look down the little side road just to see if he's there, and I see a white car in the driveway. I'm like Okay, he's there. So I get home and my cell phone rings and uh, it's the state police and they just said you need, I could hear you know sound like screaming in the background they they said you need to get over here uh, and my oldest son uh, I, got, I don't know he could see the look on my face he said what, what's wrong and, and he he says game gammy that's what they called my mother. And uh, you know, I didn't know yet, but I just told him. I said, "No, I'm afraid it's brand. You know, I didn't know anything yet, but I, I knew, knew it wasn't good. And uh, drive over there, and you know, and there's that scene that's depicted in the movie. Just and my boys, it kind of hurts them to hear it, but I have told them that if there's one scene in the movie that's about as true as it can be, is is that when I walk into the walk into the house, it's it's just like that. So.
0: Yeah. Mart- Marty, all these tough. all these years later, um, you know, can you get through April twenty eighth every year? Um, you know, are you are you not fixated on, you know, what Brandon might have been like as a man now in in twenty twenty three and what he might be doing, or do those things still occupy your thoughts?
1: No, they definitely do, and yeah, we we see that date. Every year, I usually get a lot of text messages. My mother's and not in great health anymore. She recently, this last year, uh, is, is in a, a nursing home, a really good nursing home here in, in, in Harrison. Uh, but that uh, we we were on a waiting list for a while. But I stay close. Uh, to I, I try not to be anywhere uh, on that date, like on a trip somewhere or gone somewhere. Uh, kinda for her. Uh also try not to make a big deal about it to her, uh to make it possibly worse. But uh yeah, I definitely think about you know what you know, and I, and I don't want to make it sound bad, like I I know it's uh you know, he got what he was aiming for, you know, that's heaven. But I can't help but think what would what that NFL career because it really worked hard for that to, to make it to the to the highest level, uh, but that's you know that's that that's where your faith gets you through. And but I, I can't say that I don't reminisce about you know what he'd be like at the age, his age, age now in his forties and how long I've had had people over the years say, "You think he'd still be playing?" Yep, he'd still be playing. <laughs> We'd still be playing. Yes, he'd still be playing. And then it came down to just a few years ago, not long at all. That uh, I knew there was a record for offensive lineman on number of games played, and, and Mom said he wouldn't be playing that would And I told her about the record. She said, "Oh, yes, he would." I said, "Yeah, <laughs> he'd get one more year in too. He's that close to that record. He's going to get it." But I really felt felt like he would have been a uh, you know, uh, hall of famer, uh, yeah. uh, hands down, no doubt about it, not not one doubt about it. And I, then, then I'm, you know, I don't care to brag on him. I'm not even bragging. Uh, he just would have been that good and that special. Yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you, too, because uh, the Burlesworth Trophy, uh, what did it start in 2010, I think mm-hmm. was the first year. Uh, that would have been uh, 11 years after uh, Brandon's death. Uh, how did that come about?
1: Yeah, the trophy came about uh, from the movie producer, uh, it was his idea, Brian Rindel, the the, the the producer that came to us and said, "I don't have any experience making a movie, but Brandon deserves it." He uh, came up with that idea, and I thought it was great. He uh, ran it past a, uh, uh, another friend of ours who does a lot of uh, awards, David Basil, down in Little Rock, and we just felt like it it needed to be, uh, and so it was. It was kind of an offshoot to begin with uh of the movie and uh and and uh I mean and it's such a uh tremendous award you know for players that began their career as a Mm walk-on and every year you get you know what's what's really neat about it is I get to know these guys I stay in touch with all all our finalists from over the years uh and uh you know, you get to hear Brandon's story. Yeah, every year, you get to hear Brandon's story. You know, I wasn't, I didn't think I was good enough, or I had to pay my own way, and and uh and then I, you know, I was seventh on the depth chart, and had to work my way up, and then, I, you know, the coach got fired, and you know, another coach came in, just that kind of thing. The struggles are so similar, you yeah. know, for for all these guys, but they. uh you know, they've just got the work ethic and and, and the belief to uh, you know persevere, just like you know, even when it's when it's not easy, and it, it ain't ever easy. You know, if, if things are easy, everyone would be doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the hard way, right there, and uh, it's very rewarding to me personally. To uh, I think Brandon would really appreciate that. You know, honoring these guys that
0: walk that same path. Oh, absolutely! What a great honor for your brother. I. Uh, around here, of course, Baker Mayfield winning it two years in a mm-hmm. row and winning the Heisman Trophy one of those years. Uh, and now the most recent winner, two-time winner, Stetson Bennett, the uh, quarterback at Georgia, is now a two-time uh, national champion. Uh, and he uh, has won the last two Burlesworth uh, trophies. And so that's really cool. Now you say you talk about the movie people, Marty, uh, uh, kind of uh, – Creating the trophy idea, but the movie didn't come out until 2016, right?
1: No, no, the movie was a long time in the making. Actually, the movie had, see, I'm going to say I first met with Brian in 2005, and it went through several stages uh, script writing, hiring a script writer, uh, changing to another script writer. And we, we, I think we went through seven different. Uh, scripts Uh, he would come over uh, to Harrison and we'd sit down he'd read it or sometimes uh, he would send it over and we would read it and and that's a good thing about it we you know our family you know was were, were involved with it so and again I didn't want to try to manage, that's not my job you know if everything looks unless there's something objectionable we had like i've, I've told so many people uh w- with seven different scripts some were good some were better some were terrible <laughs> and then you you came uh to what was actually a working script uh which I, I really think was very well done he had uh when i say some were terrible it wasn't even Brian. it he had hired uh and they came, he brought him to her home I hired a producer out of uh, L.A. And a, and a script writer who uh, had written several movie scripts and the one that was terrible was the one he did uh, and that, I remember Brian sending that over that was one he sent over and didn't read he said I'm going to send you a script just tell me what you think about it and I remember calling him I said what is this he said what do you think I said it's bad and he's like that's what I thought but I didn't want to tell you that and it was just it was Almost like he'd taken pieces of different movies and you know jump sports movies and put them all together <laughs> in, in one piece, so didn 't understand that at all, and I think that was about thirty thousand uh, dollars down the drain I mean making a movie is <laughs> expensive, and I think the producer was about a hundred thousand down the drain wow. but uh, so they went back to writing themselves and uh you know, educating themselves on it, and then bringing in some other people to to work on it and polish it up. But uh, it was a long way. I think it was like 11 years in the process before filming ever started. I think that's right. So it was a long process. But the movie was shot in 2013, released in 2016. Was still a long time in between. So they before uh, while well, all the process of getting investors, all that, then the trophy idea yeah that's what when it, when it, when it came out so yeah it was ahead of the movie
0: Marty before I let you go is there a a certain scripture that you uh kind of gravitate towards or that you lean on uh, when you start thinking about your brother and and what could have been you know not for the car accident?
1: yeah well, I mean I think Brandon's favorite scriptures really you know it's mine too you know I can do all things. Christ who strength, strengthens me, and and I, 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 you know that's one I always fall because you know I, I'm still trying to go hard, you know, and and we we have challenges with with Brandon's foundation. We've been blessed. We've been able to help a, a lot of people, a lot of kids, you know, around the country, and uh, and I just kind of rely on that one. I know I know you know it was big for Brandon because of all the challenges that that uh he went through and you know Vicky and I have our own different challenges that uh daily that you know we have to work through for the foundation so that's that's that that was a big one for me
0: I love that Philippians 4:13 verse myself listen Marty I, you and Vicky have done such a great job in honoring your brother and her brother-in-law with the foundation with the Burlesworth uh, trophy with the movie um, God bless you and your efforts, and um, you know, someday you're going to uh, join your brother again.
1: I, I am looking forward to seeing that guy again,
0: <laughs> Marty. Thank <laughs> you so much. Hey, one Absolutely. other quick one other quick thing. Mm-hmm. How how can people if they want to be involved in the foundation? Uh, wh- where do they need to go?
1: Yeah, just go to org. We've, we've got a lot of cool stuff on there. We've got a, a, a character award, high school character award, that's for all high schools around the country, free award to give to your player that exhibits high character. And, and then our Eyes of a Champion program, you know, Brandon was known for his glasses, so we've got an eye care program on there that's really, really made a difference for a lot of kids. But it's org. All that information's right there.
0: And look up the movie, Greater. You will be inspired. My thanks to Marty Burlsworth for his time and his thoughts on his late brother, Brandon. And we pray for continued success for the foundation, for Marty, his wife, Vicki, and the family.